My Muscle Project, welcome back to another episode and if today you are watching on YouTube, as some of you love to do, you'll notice I'm not in the studio but I'm with my kit, I'm at the home studio. Um, it is basically my spare bedroom slash study room. Uh, it is not built for soundproof, that's for sure. I mean, we've got the planes flying overhead just like old school in the gym, which actually isn't that old school, it's just a, just a few months ago. But now this is my room where I write all my goals up, I stick them all over the board, I have like a drawn up calendar because for whatever reason, I just can't find a wall poster calendar that I like. So I just draw it up myself and it just kind of keeps all the moving parts in my life in one place and I would be dead without this room. So I'm in here today because unfortunately, Raf um, has had some stuff happen some personal stuff. Uh, everyone's okay, uh, but he will not be able to attend this show. Uh, but if, um, you know, just show Raf some love and support, um, just just going through some personal stuff at the moment. So, best of luck to Raf. We hope he's okay and uh, everything's doing good. Nothing nothing crazy, guys, nothing serious. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of uh, MMP love is all it needs. Okay, so today I'm going to dive into a few listener questions. Got some good ones. And talk about kind of the start of the training journal goal, which I started this day two. So I started yesterday uh, and a little hiccup I had and just kind of how I overcame that. <clears throat> and then, of course, diving into the Netflix review, which is, I mean, really, that's why we're all here. We don't give a shit about our nutrition and our training or what kind of shape we're in. We just want to know what to watch every night. So <laughs> putting all that aside, guys, um, let's jump into the first listener question, which, by the way, guys, we always love when you send them in. So just like follow the Instagram and uh, and you can just either DM us and we'll just save it for the upcoming show or you can just wait till we post the questions on the stories and you can drop the questions in there. So we love helping you. So let us keep helping you. First question is from Dom Ratcliffe. Uh, Dom asks, recovery tools slash routines for the everyday CrossFitter. Interesting. The everyday CrossFitter. So if I'm going to, if I define the everyday CrossFitter, it's someone who goes to a class uh, does a class at a gym somewhere between three to four days per week, has a full-time job, um, has different responsibilities, maybe a partner, like a long-term relationship, maybe not, maybe kids, maybe not. Uh, but CrossFit is not the only thing in their life. They've just decided that for this period in time, they really enjoy it. They're going to do multiple days in the week but not every single day so it's not going to be like a, an everyday sort of thing because it's so intense and it's time efficient and, and that's what they've chosen to do again it sort of depends on what the program is you know really high volume really high intensity programs require a lot more recovery um, if they're even good at all for the everyday person that's that's up for debate um, depending on the gym obviously uh, but for, you know, let's just say there's reasonable programming in there. We're talking about three or four working sets and strength and then a conditioning piece with a reasonable amount of balance between shoulder work, hinging, squatting, pressing, pulling. Um, as long as that's well balanced out with some monostructural stuff and the intensity is not too high every session, you know, you're hitting some longer pieces and some shorter pieces and then maybe something in the middle like Fran-esque, open-esque once every two weeks, once every three weeks. That's like kind of a perfect volume for the everyday CrossFitter then everyday recovery routine. I mean, if you just prioritize sleep, which uh, unfortunately I am really, really struggling with at the moment, making a priority that is. I'm sleeping well, but uh, just so much stuff to do um, and not enough hours in the day. But look, if you just prioritize sleep, 
It almost doesn't matter what else you do. A lot of the things that go wrong are due to a lack of sleep. So, let me give you an example, right? So, if you get no no sleep, so if you stay awake for 24 hours, you miss your, your normal bedtime, your testosterone drops by half and then if you miss another night, it goes to virtually zero. Testosterone is like for males and females is what drives a lot of your energy, um, recovery, ability to adapt to training, grow muscle, um, lose body fat, all these, this, this molecule, this um, hormone, sorry, is involved in all, all the different processes. So, it's very important that you are always topping that up with your sleep. And then, of course, there's the, all, the, all the other emotional, um, emotional signaling and, and, and food signaling, appetite signaling, hormones, which get disrupted without proper sleep. So, you could be overeating, most likely overeating. You could be undereating potentially. Um, just when you feel full and when you feel hungry, it could just be thrown off by actually what your body needs. So, you can see how if you weren't getting enough sleep and you were like, all right, I need to eat this much food. I need to get this supplement in. Um, I need to potentially do this stretch or, or, or roll out with this piece of equipment when this joint or this tissue feels tight. It could be the signaling of, of whatever that problem or that symptom is could most likely and probably is coming from a lack of sleep. So, prioritize sleep. Um, we've done a few podcasts on sleep. Uh, I can't list them off the top of my head. I know uh, Dr. Allison something was a good podcast. We did one, um, just done so many episodes. We did one with a guy who talks about the dolphin versus the bear versus the lion. Um, if you guys go into your podcast app and you type in sleep in the search bar for our episodes, there's a good three or four episodes in there that I highly recommend if you're listening to this now and you haven't, you go and listen to it. There is some amazing stuff in there for sleep. Um, that would be my priority. So, the next thing I would look at, assuming that you've got your sleep dialed in, um, which very few people do, but assuming you do have it dialed in, you feel really good, what else can you add on that's actually effective and actually makes sense? Well, let's just be clear. A lot of the mobility and recovery tools out there have very, very temporary, provide the body with very temporary relief, uh, but do not cure and, and never will cure any sort of extreme mobility restriction or any joint restriction or, or capsule inflammation or some kind of tissue shortening that's you know restricting your movement that comes through a combination of passive stretching strengthening the agonist and antagonist muscles so the muscle itself as well as the muscles around it that support that joint uh, that is what is going to kind of aid you from a mobility perspective um, and really from a recovery perspective as well the best thing that I would recommend then for, for just pure recovery as a routine is a walk. Yeah, just a walk, just blood flow. Blood flow is way, way better for your time and way better for your recovery in terms of efficiency and benefit and even for your mental health. Like, let's not forget about that. Then spending an hour rolling on a ball, spending an hour on a foam roller, spending an hour in bands, stretching out your hips, stretching out your shoulders, all those are very, very temporary Um temporary benefits and, and they don't they don't really last they, i mean they're good in terms of a routine to get you to zone in on your on your how your body's feeling and your muscles and your tightness and, and have a rest but guys the, the reality is if you create more blood flow if you're able to get fresh oxygenated blood full of all the things that you need all the minerals and vitamins and all the different pieces that, that make up recovery, if you can push more of those into 
whatever tissues you've damaged through training, uh, the better off you're going to be rather than having that inflammation just sit in whatever part of the body you've created it. So, I would highly recommend a walk. I personally prefer the morning walk. I know a few people have come on this podcast and mentioned the evening walk. But for me, the morning walk is the, is the real winner here. For whatever reason, it just is a perfect start today. You leave your phone behind. Uh, maybe it's just you walk to your local coffee shop. Maybe it's you take your dog for a walk. Maybe it's you do a podcast with, you know, airplane mode on. It's the most, it's hard to describe, but it's essentially if you want to start your day undistracted, if you don't want to put negative thoughts into your head instantly, emails, work, deadlines, um, having issues with friends, partners, whatever, if you want to just completely start the day with a blank slate and allow the thoughts that you want to thought, allow the thoughts that you want to think just kind of cruise by and enter into your mind and you just kind of observe them at the start of the day, that is what I'd highly recommend. It's basically a form of, of slow meditation and it's, you know, it's mental recovery, it's physical recovery. That is how I, I like to do it as part of my morning routine, which isn't every single morning, but when I do do it, uh, I highly enjoy it. And, you know, sometimes I play music as well, and that's really good. Um, I think the theme of what I'm talking about right now, just to kind of wrap it all up, is you'll be surprised how much helping your head, so doing things for your mental health, gives recovery benefit or aids in recovery. Having a good state of mind is absolutely paramount in your ability to eat well, sleep well, and be motivated to come back to the gym and train. If you feel good about life, if you're happy, if you feel fulfilled in the training that you're doing, recovery is a small piece of the pie. Um, it's definitely a piece of the pie, but I, the longer we do this, the longer we run gyms and you know the thousands of clients that have passed in and out of our doors, the more you start to realize mental health and what's going on between your ears matters like makes such a difference between your ability to make progress in the gym and not how you feel about training um, whether you're enjoying it or not whether you're forcing yourself to do it whether you love yourself or whether you hate yourself you know those are big reasons why people train because they want to they they love who they are they only want to become a better version of themselves or they hate who they are and they want to change that and they want to fix it and look i obviously think there's one one mindset's better than the other but you know, both both end up yielding some results. But looking after your mental health is important. Going for a walk, meditating is extremely good. That kind of is a good segue into the training journal. So, I started the 100-day 100 100-day 100 journey to 160-kilo power clean. I had a really just... I'm just feeling very overwhelmed at the moment. Uh, so, I was able to take basically the motivation I had of starting that day and... and I'd lose it throughout the entire day, just being wrapped up in everything. And my mistake was, and I wrote it down in the journal, was really not planning ahead of time. I realized if I'm going to fit training in, I'm not going to find the time. I'm going to have to make the time. And that is something that I will be constantly reminding myself with the journal. And part of that is organizing your thoughts. I made a, um, uh, I'm back on YouTube. So, um, on, on my personal YouTube page, uh, one of the videos I just made was 25 lessons before the age of 25 and one of them was about productivity and writing and now having gone back into the journal and being able to articulate, organize your thoughts and just help kind of clear your mind. Your brain is not a memory card. It's not supposed to store to-do lists. Okay, To-do lists should come or things to do and ideas should come out of your head and onto paper and that's basically what the journal serves 
for you. Like you have things that you stress about in training. Oh, I need to, you know, I need to buy this supplement or I need to write down this score or, um, you know, I need to remember this, this movement hurt me or oh, I need to remember what weight that I did for that set and how hard it was and RP this and the percentage. And you can get lost in all that stuff very quickly. So, I guess where I'm going with it is the journal is like now that place for me and then, you know, the training journal is obviously great. It's structured for this stuff, but you can really journal any way you want. It's just getting all that stuff out of your head and onto paper so that you're not stressing about your training. You're just worrying about the things that you should be worrying about in training, which is just putting the effort in, showing up and putting the effort in. So, that's what I did. I showed up at 8 p.m. at night after a busy day and I stripped back the program, took out all the accessory movements, took out part B, part C, just did part A and I just worked up to a one rep max. So, 140, um, 10 kilos off my best but given the circumstances, it's a starting point. I'm not trying to win on day one, I'm just trying to start. So, that was a good start. Um, if uh, We've got tons of people on this one joining us for the 100-day journey, so which is awesome. Uh, if you guys want to jump on board, it's not too late, thetraininggjournalbook.com, MMP15 gets you 15% off, just saying. Um, but look guys, it's up to you. If you want to join us on this journey, you can. If you think you'll hit your goals by yourself, more power to you. You don't, um, you don't need us. You got this. Okay, second question. Whew, that was a long first question. Second question is from Wee 86 How to set up strength gaining phase nutrition-wise? Okay, good question. So, eating for strength versus uh, eating for muscular hypertrophy, so gaining lean muscle or losing weight. Um, or endurance, so whatever your your goal is, um, is is different. Is different. So specifically for strength training. So if you take out the fact that you've done a hypertrophy phase, if you talk specifically about strength training volume and numbers, so you're looking at somewhere between basically five or less reps. Um, now there is obviously some evidence to show hypertrophy in the you know four or five rep range, but generally based off you know conversations and podcasts we've done with guys like Dr. Mike Isratel and Dean McKillop, you're pretty much maximizing strength and not really doing hypertrophy with five reps or less. So, let's talk about if you're just hitting those sort of rep ranges. Now, you will be doing accessory exercises which usually will go beyond those rep ranges. So, you could argue that some aspects of your body are hypertrophied during the cycle. So, you need to consider that as well. One thing that's really important, depending on if you're a weight class athlete or not, but let's just say you're not competing and so, you're not really worried about your weight, you need to be eating in a surplus to ensure that you are adequately recovering. Now, you don't have to be in an extreme surplus. You don't want to put on all this weight that um, you're unhealthy. But being, you know, above maintenance, above the level that you need for performance will only give you benefit, will only give your body more resources, more tools to repair, recover and and basically adapt to, to the strength adaptation. Now, you know, strength training is not creating more fibers in the muscle right? That's hypertrophy. What you're doing is you're creating the signaling, right? The, the neurons that fire, the nerve cells within the muscle, you're recruiting more of them to activate a single fiber, right? To, to activate more fibers within a fiber, basically, a bundle of fibers. So, the more of those you can activate in, in a muscle, you know, the, the higher the force that you can create. So, essentially, you're not really trying to grow more muscle. It's going to happen, like, like I mentioned, but what you're really trying to do is you're just recruiting more nerve cells to fire and recruit current muscle fibers that you have that are not necessarily being used. 
So what is that? That's nervous system training. So the nervous system is glucose dependent. Okay, what that means is that it does not, it, oh, sorry, the, the, the nervous system is not necessarily glucose dependent. Its preferred fuel is glucose, right? So it'll fire most optimally, okay? It will have the ability to recruit in this context, you know, muscle fibers for strength work when it is optimally fueled by glucose because it's just the most readily available fuel. It converts the fastest in the body. So what you need to do is ensure that when you are strength training, you are putting the majority of your carbohydrates around that session. Before the session, something light on the stomach, let's say like a juice or like um, a carbohydrate mix, somewhere between 50 to 100 grams. Then I'll take another 50 to 100 grams during the session, depending on how long it is. And then at the end, you know, you can also have another 50 to 100 grams. So that's a range, a low end of 150 grams of carbs within say the three hour workout window, hour before, hour during, hour after. And on the high end, 300 grams of carbs around the session. And that's really gonna be enough for strength training. Now, a lot, I know a lot of people do that, that just strength train heavily do ketogenic diets. Um, I haven't played around with it personally. I don't know how much of the ketogenic diet you could credit to that person getting stronger. There are always other factors involved like performance enhancing drugs and potentially not being in ketosis, actually you know, having enough carbohydrate or stored glucose to ensure that you know, you are still hitting those numbers. Maybe they, they, they keto for four, five days, but then they refeed really heavy on carbs. So they, they kind of pull themselves out of ketosis and they load up enough stored energy so that during the sessions in the week that they have that energy. There's always things that, you can't cons- that, that you're not sure about. So I'm not going to recommend keto, um, but I'm not going to bash it either. Um, I think we're a bit over that phase. But the point is, if you're training for strength, really the only thing that matters, assuming you're eating enough protein, right, to maintain... Assuming you're eating enough carbohydrates, assuming you're eating enough fats, the main benefits you'll get is timing carbohydrates to fuel that session, to fuel the performance. Um, Outside of that, the only other thing you could really focus on is making sure that there's enough magnesium in your diet. So that's because magnesium is the most important thing for relaxing the nervous system. So switching off from your strength training, what will generally happen is because you're kicking your system into like serious sympathetic overdrive to kind of hit heavier weights, um, you want to make sure that you do have those periods where you can very quickly switch back to parasympathetic and magnesium's essential in that part. So it's essential for the nervous system to recover. So make sure you're having a magnesium product. The ZMA from True Protein is excellent. Um, it's the best quality magnesium I've had before. It doesn't upset your stomach, doesn't taste funny, dissolves properly in water and you sleep really well on it. So uh, make sure you're doing that from a supplement perspective as well. Sometimes when you're strength training very heavy, uh, your joints can get pretty beat up. So what I'd recommend is some kind of fish oil as well, or you can just have salmon once or twice a week. Uh, that's loaded with good fats. Those are the protocols I'd stick to for now. Outside of that, yeah, slight surplus and carbohydrate timing. It's going to make a big difference for you guys. See, really, this stuff's not that hard, guys. It's simple. It's easy. People just love to overcomplicate things. Okay. Thank you for that question. Last question, Alex Nell dot Sun asks, how should we mentally prepare to set ourselves up to achieve our goal? Okay, so um, I, th- I assume that Alex is, is on the training journal 100-day goals with us. Um, so it's a good question. The training journal is basically a journal for your mind, right? You're mentally 
clearing your thoughts, organizing your, your training. Um, it's a, it's a dear diary about how everything's going being an honest check-in with yourself every day. Did I work hard? Was my effort there? Did I move well? What are your closing thoughts for the day? What's some stuff that's getting in the way of your training? A little bit of a brainstorm exercise. How can I improve those things? That is, that is mental. That is just jumping through mental hurdles. That's just mental rehearsal every single day. And, and that is, Alex, really how you can mentally prepare yourself. Like using that journal every day, we designed it so that you were doing four or five different principles of, you know, like neurological training. That, that have been shown in science and grounded in science to show benefits for whatever task you're trying to achieve. Productivity, focus, um, in this case, you know, achieving a training, a training goal. That, that's really the best mental preparation. Um, it's all in there for you so you don't really have to go and do anything outside of that. I guess you could meditate but I mean, for di- to directly achieve your goal, I mean, you look talking meditation, visual- visualization, that sort of thing but that first thing where you write it down every single day, my number one training goal is, that is visualization. That is you reinforcing to yourself every single day, this is what I'm chasing in my training. So, from that perspective, um, you're definitely covered. But look, for those of you who, who don't have a journal uh, and just want to, you know, m- mentally prepare yourself for some kind of big event, visualization is obviously a big one. Uh, we had, uh, I can see his face but I can't remember his name. We had a really good, um, guest on the podcast, Justin Sewer. If you type in Justin Sewer into our podcast search bar, okay, on your app, that is a very, very good episode for mental training, mental rehearsal for anyone. So, go watch that, guys. It's a really good episode. Okay, I've been talking a lot. Um, True Protein that I just mentioned, .com.au, Mind Muscle 10 when you check out, get you 10% off. Uh, guys, we're also going to be at the Fitness Expo. So, True will have a booth there. Peak will have a booth there. We'll be podcasting at the expo. So, we'll let you guys know. Stay close on the Instagram. And if you're at the Sydney Fitness Expo, which is a huge event, um, previous guest Rob Lipset's coming back. Um, there's going to be another few big influencers there. Uh, it's going to just be a shitload of fun for those um, 12, 13, 14th, I want to say, of April. So, if you're around, come say hi at the podcast booth. Come grab a photo. We'll come. Uh, we'll have a pr- true protein shake. We'll have some peak together. We'll high five. We'll talk shit. Um, yeah, so a little reminder there. Okay, awesome. Let's move on to the Netflix review of the week. Slightly different one for you guys. And thank you for everyone that's been been sending in the Netflix uh, recommendations. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. You can never watch enough Netflix. So, the one I have for you guys today, little bit of a... You know, we don't always like to review health and fitness. So, I watched Avicii True Stories. Avicii True Stories is about basically the life of Avicii who, if anyone doesn't know, Avicii was like one of the biggest, if not still the biggest DJ uh, basically that went mainstream of all time. So, his song Levels was like huge, Hey Brother, like all these massive tracks. He was responsible for those and it's basically a video that credits how much of a musical genius this guy was and how he was kind of like a modern day Mozart in a way, like he had this insane ability that all these artists would vouch for that he's worked with to create music that no one else had created before. Um, so, he was kind of like a, uh, like a big pioneer in his field in that regard. So, um, awesome, awesome documentary. Uh, very sad, obviously, because he passed away. Um, it's definitely one of those documentaries kind of like the... It, it pulls back the veil of, of what it's really like to be a superstar. Um, 
it, it looks very obviously cool on the surface. It looks cool on your phone, on Instagram, but there's always dark side to to fame and to to pushing yourself, you know, way beyond what you should be. Uh, and that documentary is a real reflection of it. It's actually quite good from a training perspective and a health perspective. Um, it, it touches on that a lot, how he like really got to a point where he was breaking down his body, his mind, and the steps that he took to rebuild himself and make himself stronger and become healthy again. And, you know, as just anyone who trains and anyone who looks after themselves, you get a lot of benefit from just watching that part of the, the documentary. So, it's it's definitely worth definitely worth worth watching. And even if you didn't enjoy his music, it's just a really cool take at sort of behind the scenes of what those DJs really get up to and, and what their lives are really like. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Um, great documentary. Yeah, go check it out. Avicii True Stories on Netflix. All right. Before I let you guys go, Guys, remember, we made a video of the 10,000 calorie challenge round two on the YouTube channel uh, with Matt from Beyond Macros. If you guys want to go check that out, it's on the YouTube channel now. Remember, the trainingjournalbook.com if you want to join us on a 100-day training goal. Just because you missed the start on April 1st does not mean that you cannot start today. That is a stupid excuse to be like, oh, I missed it. I'll just wait for their 100 days to be up and I'll start with them on the next one. No, that's that's silly. You, you might even hit your... You know, you might even hit the goal before 100 days. The point is, you got to start. So, if you're thinking about it, go to that website, use MMP15, that gets you 15% off. You get the digital copy straight away. So, you'll be able to start straight away. And then, when the hardcover arrives, you can just start journaling in straight away. Okay. I think that's everything. Um, thank you so much again for supporting us on the show. Guys, if you really get benefit from these shows, just take a screenshot, tag us, share it on Instagram, and that way we can repost it on our stories. We really appreciate you spreading the message, helping us get more good vibes, more value out there for you know anyone that follows you or anyone that you think would, would get benefit. So that's it for this week. I'll be back with Ralph next week and we'll see you guys when we get to it. All right, peace.